This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. You know, I had a hard time deciding what I wanted to preach on this afternoon. I, I couldn't really decide what I wanted to do. and uh, I know I had, had plenty of time. I think my name was up on the board about three weeks ago is when I noticed it. And I thought about some things, and things I thought about ended up being things that had been preached on recently. And then I thought I was going to preach on something and realized I preached on it last year. Uh, I guess not that I couldn't have done it again, but I felt that was a little bit soon. So I just, I couldn't decide. So uh, I thought I'd just wing it and see what happened. Uh, I don't know. I, I thought maybe a couple of stories about myself when I was younger and, and give some application on that. And, and I got a few notes, uh, but we'll, I don't know, we'll see what happens. I, nobody's here that can tell me that these stories are right or wrong because none of y'all knew me when I was a kid. So, <laughs> so we'll start when I'm, oh, probably when I was a teenager. Uh, I'm kidding. I, I actually do have something. I, <laughs> I was trying to see if I get an eyebrow raise out of David or Garland or somebody, but I think y'all knew I was joking from the very beginning. I don't know. You know, I actually have nightmares about that, of coming up here and not being prepared. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else does. Uh, anyway, so this afternoon we're going to talk about being prepared. You know, there's a lot of things that we need to be prepared for. We need to be prepared to give a lesson. Uh, I'm sure Sean or someone could come up here and if someone, if they showed up somewhere, what you know what happened, you show up to another church and, hey, you're going to preach this afternoon. They've got something they, that they've probably given before. But I'm sure if you told someone, you know, an evangelist to get up and preach and they didn't have something prepared, they could do it. Well, I'm not that person. But we've got to be prepared for things. We've got to be prepared for tests when we're kids. We've got to be prepared for our careers when we get older. Uh, I have to have things prepared. If I'm going to go work on something, I've got to have the right tools. You know, we've got to be prepared. If we decide you know, when we get married, decide we're going to raise a family, we've got to be prepared for those kinds of things. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, well, really, the most important thing to be prepared for is where we're going to spend our eternity. And that's what we're going to talk about. Now, the first thing that we need to establish is where do you want to spend eternity? Do you want to spend it in heaven or do you want to spend it in hell? I hope that's not a hard answer to question, a question to answer for y'all today. You know, if you're, you plan on spending eternity in hell, you don't have a lot of things to prepare for. You don't have to do much. You just live your life however you want to. You don't live your life by any type of biblical doctrine and you'll do just fine, I promise. But I also promise you don't want to go to hell. And I'm assuming... I'm not going to assume, I'm going to say since we're all here in a Church of Christ assembly that none of us are here because we want to go to hell. We're all here because we want to go to heaven. We have some, some hope of heaven. So why should we be prepared to go to heaven? We have to in order to get in heaven. 
John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So we have to be prepared, don't we? We can't get to God who's in heaven without Jesus. He's the only way. We have to be prepared. We have to get, the only way we can get to heaven and to God is through Jesus. God sent his only son to live a perfect life to become the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. I would say all of us know that here. We've all heard that. He did that so that we could have life with him in heaven for eternity one day. So God and Jesus want us to be there. The Bible tells us, like Zane said this morning, there's a place prepared for you in heaven. There's a place prepared for everyone here in heaven. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have not told you. Uh, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Jesus has prepared a place for all of us, like I said, in heaven. And one day when Jesus comes back, if we've received that gift of salvation through Jesus, through baptism, and we've continued in his word, we'll receive that place in heaven with Jesus and with God. But are you prepared for that? Are you prepared for heaven? Have you made that decision? Have you received the gift of salvation through baptism? Have you continued in his word? Have you studied his word? Have you done the things that he's asked us to do? And if you haven't, we need to take care of that. And this is how we do it. You have to hear the word. You must hear the word, Romans chapter 10, verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him on whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? So without first hearing the word, we, we can't believe, can we? If I were to tell Aaliyah and Adeline to go clean their room, but they didn't hear me, how are they going to know to clean their room? They're not, unless they hear me. Well, it's the same thing with, with God's word. If if you haven't heard it, well, you can't believe it, can you? So the next thing is believe. We must believe. Believe what you hear. Merely hearing the word of God doesn't save within itself. John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only, for, only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You have to believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he lived a perfect, perfect, sinless life, and that he died on the cross for your sins, for all of our sins. And the next thing we have to do is repent of our sins, because sin is what separates us from God. So if you intend to seek God's forgiveness, you must be willing to repent of your sins. Repentance means turning away from your sin and making the effort not to sin anymore, if you aren't willing to repent of if we aren't willing to repent of our sins we can't be saved. Acts chapter 17 verse 30 Truly then God overlooking the times of ignorance now he strictly commands all men everywhere to repent. So we have to repent. The next thing we have to do is we must confess our faith. Those that wish to be saved must confess their faith in Jesus 
Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10. Because if you confess the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth one confesses unto salvation. And it was Jesus himself who said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 32, Whosoever, whosoever, sorry, my paper's getting messed up here. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. So we have to confess our faith in Jesus. And the last thing that we have to do is we must be baptized. Acts chapter 2 verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Since baptism is for the remission of sins, we're still in our sins and lost until we're baptized. So this is the way to get to God who is in heaven. We've got to do those things. We have to be baptized in order to have a hope in heaven. There's no other way. As we read a while ago, there's no other way to get to heaven other than through Jesus Christ. So once we've done these things... We still have to stay prepared, don't we? I know I've said it times past. A Christian walk, and other people have too, it's not just me. (laughs) The Christian walk doesn't begin and end with baptism. There are other things that we have to do. We have to continue to pursue a relationship with God. Zane talked about that a little bit this morning. You know, he wants a relationship with us, and there are things that we have to do in order to pursue that and to, to stay in contact with him, so to say. So we have to stay prepared. We have to study. Read and study the Bible. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 13. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed is he that readeth. And they that hear the words of this, of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the, time, for the time is at hand. We have to continue to read and study the Bible and keep in his doctrine. You know, he wants that personal relationship with us. And that's how we nourish that relationship. We study our Bible every day and pray. Talk to God daily. Those are things that we have to do. The other thing that we need to do is we need to share our faith. We have to share our faith with others. And we hear this a lot. You know, you're, you may be the only Bible that someone ever reads. I know you don't have scripture written on your face. But in how you act and how you present yourself, people are going to see that. And that's what we mean by you may be the only Bible that someone reads. If you're, not, if you're out there acting foolish, people are going to think you're a fool. If you're out there being kind and, and polite, people are more than likely going to think, hey, you know, that's, a, that's a good person. You know, they may be a Christian. That's what we mean by you may be the only Bible someone ever reads. So it matters how you act and present yourself to others. Oops, I got Psalms. Chapter 96, verses 2 through 4. Sing unto the Lord, bless his name, show forth his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the heathen, his wonders among all people. For the Lord is great 
and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 16. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Mark chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. As Christians, we're commanded to go out and preach the gospel. And that doesn't just mean us getting up here and preaching. Not everybody wants to get up here and preach for one, but that's not what we, that's not what I mean. It's not just getting up here and preaching. It's like I talked about before. It's how you act. It's your everyday interactions or your conversations that you have with people on a daily day basis. It's praying for people, doing things for people. That's all part of following Jesus and his commandments and nourishing that relationship with him. The next thing we need, we need to be a you know, being a, a Christian example. First Peter chapter 3, verses 15 through 16. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you as, a, as of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. And in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. When people first meet you, what do you think that their first impression is? Do you think that they think you're a Christian? I know sometimes we meet somebody and we, maybe we don't have, it's just like that. You know, you see somebody at the gas pump, you say hi, and maybe that's all you say. So we don't necessarily have enough time to really present that, that we are a Christian, or for them to get that, that feeling. But I, I think it's something that we should strive for. You know, when someone, when you have a conversation with someone that you haven't met before, you know, be a Christian, which means be like Christ, be kind, be helpful, pray for people, be willing to give up your time to help someone else, and do it because you want to, not because you have to. You know, sometimes we can have a, a bad attitude of, well, we got to go do this. Have a good attitude about it. You're helping someone, and you should want to be with them and want to help them. We don't need to be like the world. We need to be a shining light in a world of darkness. I know it's not easy to do that. All the time, especially, you know, everybody has a bad day. It's hard to do that on days that we're having a bad day. But again, it's something we should strive for. It takes a conscious effort every day to make sure that we aren't conforming to the world. People are are always watching us whether we know it or not. Earlier, I guess it was, I don't know, it was Monday or Tuesday of last week. I I was at work after 5 o'clock. Uh, I was cleaning out all the air, taking all the air filters out of the uh, AC units at the courthouse and took them over to my shop, and I was cleaning them all out. I was blowing them out with the air hose. And so I was sitting outside of the shop, 
I wasn't doing that five minutes, and I got a, a message from Josh Archer. Well, he apparently there at Sunset Diner and took a, a picture of me. He could see through the buildings. He could see me over there and took a picture of me and aggravated me a little bit. Well, a couple minutes later, my mom shows up. What are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm working. And so she leaves. A couple minutes later, Josh and Glenda show up. What are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm working. Josh says, it's past 5 o'clock. Well, I know it's past 5 o'clock, but, you know, some things are easier to do when people aren't in the courthouse. But my point is, people are watching us everywhere we're at, everything that we're doing, especially when we're in public. And we have to be conscious to know that, they, that they're going to see those things. And what they see is going to be how they perceive you, whether good or bad. I know you wouldn't be here today if you didn't have some hope of going to heaven. I mean, people don't attend church service because they intend on going to hell, do they? You're here because you have some hope of heaven. People attend uh, services to draw closer to God. And as we read earlier, the Bible tells us to read and study our Bibles, to be in prayer constantly so that we can have a personal relationship with God. It also tells us that the only way to get to heaven is through Jesus. We talked about that earlier. And I also talked a little bit about the plan of salvation. We kind of went through that a little quick. But have you followed those steps? Have you heard the gospel? Do you believe that Jesus was a son of God, that he lived a perfect, sinless life, and that he died on the cross for your sins? Have you repented of your sins? Have you confessed your faith in Jesus? Have you been baptized for the remission of your sins? Have you done those things? Because it's important. There's no other way to be eternally prepared for heaven than following Jesus in baptism. When judgment day comes, will you be prepared to meet God? Is he, are you going to get up, you know, be in front of God with your hands in your pockets and say, Well, Lord, I know I needed to be baptized. Lord, I know I just... You know, I just thought I'd wing it and see what happened. I know I had time to make that decision. I know what, you're, what, what the Bible says. I intended to get baptized, Lord. I, I, I just didn't. I, 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 and you can plug in whatever excuse you want there. But it doesn't matter because the truth is you just weren't prepared. You didn't prepare yourself for heaven. You didn't do what the Bible said. Because the only way to get to heaven is through Jesus. And if you're here today and you you haven't made that decision yet, we can take care of that. We can take care of where you're going to spend your eternity. We can make that heaven. A hope of heaven anyway. Because if you don't stay in his doctrine, you don't continue to believe in Jesus and God, there's a chance that you may not make it to heaven if you completely turn yourself, turn your back to God. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, 
please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.